There, there is a collective effort behind everyone's success. It's not just yours. It's not just mine. It's not like you, you have, you can't take all the responsibility and all the credit for somebody else's success. Are you ready? We're gonna run the yeah. play. Let's Do you go. know what it's like to come for nothing at all? But every day you just wanting it all. Do you know what it's like? Every day facing your fear, but believing that your blessing is near. You know what it's like growing up broken than most, but still being devoted the most. Do you know what it's like? Yeah, that's what the journey's about. Yeah, show you. What's going on, everybody? This is Justin Owens. I'm your host at the Runner Play Show, where I help break down the top plays of success from top leaders, entrepreneurs, and personalities by sharing gems from their personal playbook. And today, we're gonna be diving into the playbook and learning some leadership lessons from the gripping TV show Snowfall. Listen, I'm just going to say right now, if you haven't seen, finished it, uh, you may not want to watch this episode because it, it might be a spoiler only because of the lessons, but let's get started. My first lesson from the entire episode, right, especially like, you know, the, the entire season, but it's just honor and respect and exits. You know, I've realized most leaders really don't know how to handle exits. So it's a couple things I think every leader needs to be able to do. Acknowledge the contributions and efforts of people that are leaving and create a positive exit experience to maintain the healthy relationships. And then understand that's closing needed for both parties. I'm looking at, I'm looking at, uh, you know, Franklin when he wants to make an exit. And I mean, it seemed like my man was just like, he was like, okay, cool. Y'all cross me. That's fine. No problem. I'll just leave my money. Well, guess what? Teddy's like, no, you're not, you're not leaving like that. So he messed up his exit. And guess what? That led to both of their demises because on both sides, as leaders, we have to learn how to handle exits. One, as, as, the, as the person that may be in a position of power, how do we handle the exit? How do we honor in the exit of somebody that maybe we mentored, somebody that we uh, you know, uh, 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 developed and groomed? I mean, Franklin said, man, listen, bro, I thought, I thought we was going to be doing barbecues together and hanging out and I thought you was going to be in my life forever. And sometimes it happens like that in business. Like, yo, I thought, thought you was going to be there forever, but maybe it's not that way. But guess what? It didn't necessarily have to not be that way, but it was mishandled. But then on the side of the mentee, it's like, okay, listen, if it's mishandled, do I, do I continue to mishandle it? Because if somebody doesn't handle the exit the right way, and then now I go to get back what's rightfully mine, it, it, it can lead to mutual destruction. Havoc starts. A lot of people that I know that are enemies were really at one time close friends. We're really at one time in pictures together. Why? In my opinion, it's because people don't know how to honor exits. People don't know how to handle exits, especially when there's income and there's money tied to it. So that, that's my, that's my, uh, my first lesson. Number two is, you know, Franklin had this conversation with Teddy and he was like, I just don't understand why you did it. Why did you do it? And, and, and you know, he's giving him answers and he said, listen, he, he said, I made you. <laughs> he said, he said I, I made you. That's not your money. That's my money. Obviously, Franklin was taken back. He's like, yo, first of all, you didn't do what I did. But guess what? They, they didn't understand the second point is, Embracing shared ownership and empowerment. Recognizing, listen, 
Um, yes, you had a, a part, but there, there, there is a collective effort behind everyone's success. It's not just yours. It's not just mine. It's not like you, you have, you can't take all the responsibility and all the credit for somebody else's success. But here was the, here was the problem though. As much as Franklin didn't like when it happened to him, he then goes to his friend when he's asking for half, half a million dollars and he's asking for money and he's basically saying the same thing, like, yo, I made you. Like, I helped, like, really, I shouldn't even have to ask you for this because I helped, I helped you put you in a situation. Which, listen, I, I get what somebody might be saying. Like, yo, I helped you out many times. You never, like, this is the first time I'm ever, ever, I'm ever asking for something. I can't even believe I'm in a position where I even got to ask like this. But these are lessons. So, so what happens? Number one is delegate responsibility and you got to trust people, right? And then, then, you give people responsibilities, let them own the role, and then you celebrate the achievements together. You don't try to take the credit for everything. In fact, most true leaders should shine their light on other people. And when they leave, <laughs> make sure you do the same thing. Okay? Here's my next point. You got to learn how to strengthen your organization. You, gotta, you have to learn how to strengthen your organization from within. Most teams fall apart because of internal problems. Most organizations fall apart from the inside out. A lot of businesses, they talk about it all the time. They break up. Groups break up. Teams break up. Dynasties break up because of internal conflicts. So what are some things you can do? One of the things I teach people inside your organization is like Understand people's personality types. Then that was a mistake that Teddy messed up because he didn't. I don't think he thought that it was going to go this far. He just didn't think. I guess he just didn't think he was going to have the guts to do anything. So understand people's personality because you might know he's a little crazy. But also understanding that people grow and people change, and you gotta you have to recognize that and be aware of that. So what are some things you can do? Prioritize internal stability and conflict resolution, like. I like to have like healthy conf conflict, right? Like, okay, you know, we have some conflict, but sometimes it's healthy. Sometimes conflict can create positive conversations. Promoting open communication and transparency, having a healthy and supportive work environment leads to conversations and you don't have the things like, you know, you know, your, your auntie going behind your back and trying to go to the plug or the plug working out a side deal, having that and setting that environment and having integrity. Number four is adaptability, okay? That's that's going to be key to leadership as well, is, you know, listen, um, they had a lot of problems because everybody wasn't able to adapt, embracing change and being open to new ideas and a new approach. And, you know, you know there were there was times when he was trying to go after the money and this girl was like, listen, baby, why don't we just, why don't we just let it go? Why don't we just let go of the building? Why don't we? And, and he wasn't able to adapt. He said, listen, I built it. I could tear it down the way I want to tear it down. I'm like, okay, all right. You know, ego came in. So, so you approach challenges, but sometimes you have to say, okay, now I got to be flexible. You know, now I got to be innovative. And then I got to continue to grow and I got to continue to develop. Okay. Number five is succession planning. Like, now here's the thing Franklin had a succession plan, it was completely taken away. I think some of it was he overtrusted, right? Uh, but 
it's 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 identifying and finding potential people that can be successful. Like if he was really thinking about it, maybe it's the conversation is like, how do I set you all up so you could be your own boss, where you could do your own thing? And he 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 was he was still trying to he was allowing people to have freedom, but not be free. It was almost like you know sometimes you can have a leader that like okay, I respect you and I trust you. But I don't have to go along with everything that you say. And I think, frankly, got to a point, and this is part of sometimes the internal conflict. He started talking to the team about investments and things they should be doing with their money. And it was like he was asking and proposing, but almost telling at the same time. And so for somebody to have success, like you can't you can't have success without successors. So you give people opportunities for growth and development, but then have a plan of transition of passing it on to a new person. I, you know, sometimes leaders get in a spot where they they don't ever want to leave. They want to hold on to the seat for for dear life, and it's like, no, I don't want nobody else to have the spot. But it's like, was it was it really about the spot? Was it all of the stuff about a spot, or was it like living a life, or was it about doing the things you want to do with your family? Like, because he had a goal of this real estate, this building, but he also lost sight of family, wife potentially, child potentially. Next lesson, I think this is a big one, is don't uh, don't make decisions without thinking through possible consequences. I always teach leaders all the time, like, learn to think through problems. Learn to think through solutions, not just A, B. There's, there's a conversation in golf where they say, uh, don't let one bad shot turn into another bad shot. And what that means is sometimes you can get in a bad situation, and you get in a bad situation, you make, you're like, now you're in the woods, right? In golf, anybody understands you hit it off the tee, splice, go to the side, now you're in the woods. Now you're like, oh, now I got to try to hit it through the trees and try to get back on the green. Instead of saying, okay, you know, let me just chip it right back on the green and get to a spot where I can see, and then I can have a clear sight and have a better shot at another chance. Sometimes we just, one bad decision, one bad decision, one bad decision. Before you know it, you look up, you're like, oh my God, what have I got myself into? Why? Because one decision can turn into another bad decision. So be aware of that. Think about it. Pray about it. Don't be so reactive. Okay? Um, number seven for me was don't be greedy. Something's better than nothing. I think Teddy realized that. I think I think if he could go back, he probably wouldn't have took all of Franklin's money. He probably, like Franklin said, you could have left me with half a million. You could, you could have left me with half of it. You could have left me with 10 million. You could have left me with five million. But he took it all. He was greedy. And then Franklin, there were times where he was like, man, he could have took something. Because it was better than what he was left with. Number eight for me is knowing how to cut your losses. Like sometimes a loss is a loss. And it's like, you know what? Yep, that sucked. But my life isn't over. And in Franklin's mind, that loss was his life. He told his mom, like, you doing that, you you killed me. You killed me too. Now he's still alive. But he was dead because in his mind, his future was dead. He wasn't even open to an opportunity when his friend came back to him and offered him an opportunity in a, in a place uh, for him to build and help in the community and do some stuff. So this guy, these, these were some lessons for me, like as a leader to continue to remember, like, listen, you know, don't lose it. Don't mess it up. Because you start seeing like these little conversations and these little Bad decisions start creeping up, and not only do they start to hurt other people and start hurting people that you care about, eventually, if we're not careful, they they can hurt us as well. And so, you know, listen, amazing show. I love when things end 
well. And but also try to take the lessons from uh, those journeys and, you know, reflect on it and apply it to my life. And, you know, as a leader, say, OK, man, maybe I'm you know, I don't sell drugs and I, I don't live, you know, in a lifestyle like that. that that's not what it's about. But, but does the lesson apply? So, you know, I like to hear what lessons you got from it. I don't know if y'all got something else from it. I had a couple of my friends, you know, they was like, listen, he he was around a whole bunch of haters. Maybe maybe he was around people that like really didn't support you. Like did moms really have to just take my man out before he gave him the passcode? Because she had waited 10 seconds. Like why would she, if she was going to take him out and, and risk her life anyway, why not let your son do what he, because he, he was trying to get out. You know? Did you, do you surround yourself with people that really want your spot? I don't know. That I, These are conversations my friends have had with me. So I, I would love to hear your thoughts in the comments um, about some lessons that you learned from the episode. But until next time, guys, listen, still work on your leadership, still work on growing as a person, and y'all know what it is. Go run and play. We'll see y'all next episode. What's going on? Listen, make sure you guys go to runtheplaystore.com. Get your official run to play gear. We talk about shirts, socks, jackets for everybody that's run to play all across the world. Are you ready? We're going to run the yeah. play. Let's Do you go. know what it's like to come for nothing at all? But every day you just want it all. Do you know what it's like? Every day facing your fear, but believing that.